sorry, I'm allergic to shitty intros. <laughs> what's up? Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. Hey, what's up? It's me, it's your boy. How's it going? Uh, I am here this week with Brittany Anderson. Another, yet another comic. But this week we dove into uh, one of, every, I think this is everybody's least favorite and favorite topic at the same time <laughs> uh simulations dude because simulations it just it's a big rabbit hole you, you get down and, and and you realize that you're fake well, what are you gonna do you know what i mean you're screwed but uh britney's cool britney's awesome she um she's one of these people that you know she's very social and she's very uh at least to me she seems very comfortable with herself and is cool talking to everybody and being uh you know, fully, she, she reads the room, and I don't know, <laughs> Brittany's awesome, and uh, she's definitely going to sound insane to you throughout this entire episode, so I hope you know that, but no, uh, thanks again, Brittany, for doing anything other than just talking about comedy, because again, I always do appreciate the effort as well, so yeah, this is a fun one, it's a little long, so I won't keep you for too long, anyways, hope you enjoyed, and uh, have fun. Yeah, and, and but you notice, but it's, it's on. Now. See it? I see the time. No, that's okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Anderson, Brandergram, dude. I gotta tell you, I love Brandergram. Brandergram, it's, my, it's yeah, so fun to say. It's so much fun to say. Yeah. I, I actually have I, in your contact info. It's like the company that you work for is Brandergram. Brandergram. I don't know why. I, I made it that because in college my nickname was Branderson. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, Just, yeah. My name, my, my <laughs> name's mashed together. It's almost like like J Lo, <laughs> like something cool like Just that. A little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Brittany Anderson, we met in the comic scene. What was uh, Two Street was the first? I or? think so. Yeah. Probably. Sounds about right. And uh, yeah, and and you know. We just kind of hit it. You drove me home one time from Raven, mm-hmm. which was very much appreciated. Although you got like 15 tickets that night. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I owe them still like $300. I actually heard my roommate was telling me last night, he's like, dude, nobody pays those. And like, they actually have a day in Philly where it's like 90% off of your tickets if you just go in. Because really? they want people to just, yeah, come oh. in and pay them. Yeah, Kyle Reagan is like, I'm never going to pay. I was like, you're going to get towed. <laughs> I hear they put boots on people's cars sometimes if you have too many outstanding tickets and then they can tow it and sell it. Really? So, yeah, I don't really want to deal with that. Yeah, fair enough. I wrote an article roasting the PPA. Yeah, I saw <laughs> you, well, <laughs> that night that you got those tickets and took me home, you were like, oh, I'm going to roast the shit out of these guys. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. But yeah, so... It's funny, I, you, so I mentioned, I was like, yeah, is there anything you would want to talk about besides comedy? <laughs> because I've had so many comics come on here all the time. Oh, yeah. And you were like, well, I would love to talk about the simulation theory. It's my and new favorite topic. I love that. It's amazing. <laughs> but before we get too into that, mm-hmm. where did you grow up? <laughs> oh, oh, it's boring. I grew up in Bucks County. Bucks County. Yeah, like Newtown Yardley. Yeah, it's about 45 minutes from here. Okay. Uh, Not much happening there, although now a bunch of young people are moving there, which is weird. But when I grew (laughs) up, it was all farmland and suburbs and a lot of white people, Nice. which I didn't even realize when I was younger because, I mean, we have to get into this, but my dad acts like he's white. He's not, but... Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so I thought, like, we just grew up in a very white white 
place. And then I looked at the statistics one time and it was like 92% white people. I was like, Jesus mm. Christ, where did I grow up? Yeah. Like, am I okay? That's wild. It's a long story. Yeah, it seems like a whole thing. But yeah, anyways. Um, but then, so how did you get into the like comic scene? Like when did you start doing stand-up? Yeah, my first time doing stand-up was in, I was living in Austin, Texas, 2016, right Holy around, cow. yeah, okay. right around the Trump election. Okay. Actually, I did an impression of Trump in my first set. Awesome. How did that go? Uh, I thought everyone was going to love it, but they were like, so, but like everyone was so awkward about it still because. You were also in Texas, so. Exactly. We were in Texas. Well, I was in Austin, which luckily was, you know, blue, a blue city, but. Yeah, I did, like, I put my hair, like, and, like, some people laughed, but everyone was so tense about it. I was like, fuck you guys, let me have this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a black person living in Trump era, let me do an impression of him, Jesus Christ. Right. So, yeah, that was, like, five years ago, which is crazy. But then I didn't do it for, like, a year and a half. I actually was just stalking myself on Instagram, and I saw my second one, and I meant to look at the date. But the second one I did was in Chicago. I wasn't living there, I was just visiting at the Annoyance. And then, yeah, I did it kind of, like, intermittently, and I kind of was like, oh, my God, this is so scary. I never want to do this again. And I was more in the improv scene, like, improv oh, and sketch for a while. Yeah. yeah, all of this on top of my full-time job. I was never like, oh, I'm going to quit, you know, to do comedy. Right. And then I started solidly back up when I was living in Richmond in 2018, I want to say. Yeah, 2018 is when I started, like, hustling. And then I took another long break during COVID, so sure. probably two years solidly, two, two and a half of doing okay. open mics yeah. <laughs> and occasional <laughs> showcases. No, that's awesome, though. Uh, what do you do for your main job, if you don't mind me asking? So, it's hard to explain. It, I, well, I work in I IT. I love that. But... That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I make people explain what's hard yeah, to explain. Yeah, I'm a product manager for a self-service analytics program for cybersecurity. <laughs> Wow. So basically, at my company, anyone who wants to analyze their cybersecurity data, like hacking, mm -hmm. viruses, how they respond, all, just everything cybersecurity related, they can use my program to make a dashboard so they can like log in and see, you know, how many people tried to attack us today, how did we solve it, da da da, for all of cybersecurity. Uh, yeah. So but it cool. does kind of relate because. Like I said, we get into simulation, and probably a lot of what you're interested in is the, you know, the programming part of the whole yeah. thing, right? And I was thinking computer, about that earlier. Computer yeah. science part of the whole thing. So, I guess when did you? How did you get into to that job specifically, or like how did you uh, get on that trajectory to be in a job like that? Yeah. So in college, I originally wanted to be a journalism and psychology major. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pan out. And then my end of sophomore year of college, I was like, okay, what can I do that makes me money? <laughs> it's like not that hard to do so I can kind of have a job and pursue other stuff outside of it. So I switched to IT and it was actually really fun. I like it. It's a really fast paced kind of environment where, you know, things are always changing. People are excited about it. So I just kind of wanted to go somewhere that was exciting That's and cool. had a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I interned for them in my between my junior and senior year and then they, they actually give job offers like right before you start senior year and I was like sure I'll go all senior year having a job that's perfectly fine so I mean not that I started I started it the summer after that okay cool cool so, but, <laughs> so I mean starting out in IT you know like mm -hmm. from psychology or whatever it was before. whatever I mean I never barely started yeah that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that's I like the idea that a lot of people, it's always changing and it's always new and people mm -hmm. are always excited about things like that. Did it spark, you know, excitement in yourself for, you know, technology? and? Yeah, I think uh, so. I mean, I'm really interested in cybersecurity specifically and hacking and 
protecting data. I love data analysis. I mean, that's the truth of it all. When you get the data, people can bullshit. That's what, that's why I like it a lot because it's kind of like comedy in a way. This might be a stretch. <laughs> so no, lame. No, oh, it's, it's like, it's like no parallel. Lives, yeah. But I like it because I feel like with data, it's the truth. Like you can't, you know, everyone likes to bullshit all the time, but when it comes down to it, the truth is what matters, which is how I'm trying to Related somehow to comedy, relate right? to comedy. Yeah, I get it. But you know what I mean? Like, especially working for a big corporation, there's so much bullshit. It's insane. Right. So I like being the person that's like, no, 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 here's the data. Right. And that's kind of what my, my boss told me to do he's like you're gonna run this program where because like cybersecurity like so many people like to like fudge numbers mm -hmm. especially with cybersecurity to make it seem like we're more that their, their team because there's a bunch of different teams within it but like that their team is the best at you know oh. protecting this and whatever but he's like no 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 like i want to see the numbers even if they're bad you got it's all about the numbers and the truth so that's why i like it cool yeah no that's yeah. awesome um, so how did you discover the truth about simulation? <laughs> well, <laughs> my friend Elon Musk. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, yeah, I know. I've been thinking about simulations for like a couple months now, also forever. I don't right, know. well, I mean, so I, what I was going to say is like, the first time the idea was even introduced to me, it kind of relates to technology. It's because mm -hmm. I was like, it's probably like 10 years ago, I was hanging out with one of my close friends and I'm like, what, like 15 or something? And you're just looking up at the stars, stoned as hell or whatever. <laughs> and, my favorite pastime. <laughs> yeah, and you're just angsty and depressed. You know, it's, it's awesome. And my friend's like, yeah, you know, in like 30 years, like they're going to be able to create high fidelity simulations that like the Sims, but just like real. And mm -hmm. the fact that we know that that's going to happen in like 30 years, like they've kind of proven that it could progress to that point based on our trajectory rate currently. Of, yeah, acceleration. Yeah, the rate of acceleration and... Uh, how it's exponentially increasing and he's like that means that there's a very very likely possibility that we're living in a simulation right now and I was 15 years old and I was like Ooh. still dealing struggling with my Catholicism or whatever and uh, you've got a computer program and I was like I was like no dude I was like no. I was like no way and he's just like yeah man and I'm just like well shit like I don't know how to dispute that yeah and uh and then that was kind of the beginning of uh, a big rabbit hole for me mm. I don't know wow uh, 15 yeah yeah I mean and then of course how you, long ago was that a couple years chill out bro <laughs> it was like probably seven eight years ago but yeah when did you kind of like first was it recently I mean again because like Elon Musk was like a thing in 2016 you know yeah. what I mean like he's been around for a while the idea is not new per se yeah uh, yeah I mean, I've, been, first I've always been interested in this kind of stuff I was obsessed with the sims when I was a kid <laughs> well that's what yeah it's yeah. literally sims like simulations which yeah is I was one of the I had the cheat codes and stuff where oh. you get all the money <laughs> Ro rosebud whatever you remember that one uh, I never played oh you it, never played it yeah but I, I got I lost Way too much time playing that as a kid. I don't know why I was so obsessed with it. Army Batar. Glory. Jack of Feemy Dune. You know I remember one day just being like, this is weird. You need to stop. <laughs> and I just like put it, I just stopped. You know what's worse than losing all your time playing it? Uh, I would just watch my cousin play it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had nothing was he good? Else to do. I don't even remember what it's like to be good at playing The Sims. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't, I don't know if there's like a point to the yeah i don't remember the game i don't i guess you're supposed to try to build a family maybe i remember liking the houses elements of it like right. i really liked building houses and and backyards and like i was kind of annoyed by the whole like oh they have to pee bring them to the bathroom like i was like annoyed by that i was oh, more yeah of life yeah no i just wanted <laughs> to like build shit and build neighborhoods and 
Yeah, no, but if you think about it, though, so what I kind of wanted to talk about is, like, that honestly, like, The Sims is, like, a perfect idea of probably what is happening to us. People are just, like, building houses through, you know, looking at us like that, That's right? so crazy. But do they have cheat codes like you were using? Do they... Are they hacking into us? Yeah, well, and also, so, like, is it, like, a Sims type of game? Or is it more like a GTA type of game? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. well, there's plenty of realistic games that are coming out nowadays. Yeah. Um, and, and how they're created and like, what is the intention? You know what I mean? Mm. So for like, obviously I don't think we know yet. Maybe the intention for our world is just to chaos is just to create chaos. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. And the most believable one I've heard is that it's a simulation to try to solve bigger problems that happen like big, uh, like, you know, the world's, not always going to be here, obviously. The sun is going to explode and shit and other, other stuff is going to happen before. But, like, the, the simulations are like, oh, what what if, like, climate change happens? What if this happens? What okay. if this happens? And so it's running a simulation of how would that go down, mm-hmm. you know? By creating, like, a society. Of, so, and yeah. that's my other question is do you think people running the simulation are similar to us? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hard to tell. I... I don't know. I, I was thinking about that because I'm like, I don't really feel like anyone's necessarily pl- like playing my character, if, if you know what I mean. I used to think that because I used to feel so out of control in my life. Like I was like, and I used to, I used to yell and be like, fuck you simulator. Like if things happen to me, I'm just like, fuck <laughs> off. Like let me live my life. Like just like random shit happened to me. But lately I'm like, oh, I was just younger. Like when, now that I'm older, I think I'm much older than you, but You start to feel more control. I mean, when your brain stops developing at age 26, 27, you're just kind of like, okay. But at the same time, is that a computer program? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's been studies done on the brain to recognize that there's so much more data processing that happens in our brains than we actually realize, right? Oh, yeah. And so, like, then we actually even comprehend realistically through our senses and, um, you know, thoughts. And so it begs the question is like, what is being processed through our brains? You know what I mean? Mm. Is there another force or something controlling us that's, I mean, and that's why I'm not, I don't know necessarily if I believe, I don't, I just don't get too much into the simulation topic because it seems kind of um, uh, irrelevant when you look, because it could be a simulation, but to us are, you know. There's a quote from the Truman Show, you accept the reality with which you're presented, right? Mm. We can get into the Truman Show, that's a whole simulation. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, it it's more about, for me, it's like the subconscious and how our, the psychology behind if we are, you know, in control, if we do have free will, um, and, and kind of how to manage and recognize the patterns that you know, it creates for us uh, mm. in, in general. And everyone but, does have patterns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Flat out, like everyone has patterns. And Oh man, it's so hard. There's so many thoughts running around my head. Because I was just thinking back to something I was reading earlier today about um, how, or no, I was uh, watching Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about it. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Degrassi. That's the show, like the show with Drake where he's in a wheelchair and he gets a boner. Anyways. He gets a boner. He does. He just always has a boner. Yeah. <laughs> wheeling and wheeling and boning. Anyways, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson though. Yeah. He's uh, one of my favorite. I've watched like eight? all three seasons. He's like, I, 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 I just... don't know. I, there's something I watched once where he was like sexist-ish and mm. that always turns me off to people, but. Uh, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Mo- most famous men are sexist at one point. True. So he was saying how 
at one point we might get to the place where all of the brain synapses can be simulated. Like once we finally can map the brain and create all of the thoughts and, and patterns and kind of display them, then what's the difference between that and living? But it all does come down to consciousness, though. Like, what is consciousness? Right. Which I want to talk about lucid dreaming, but we can... For sure. Well, and I think to... dreaming is another form of simulation. Right. Yes. Yeah. I had that thought this morning. Same but... wave, wavelength. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ran by the same simulator. Probably. <laughs> same video game. That's <laughs> what... I mean, whenever I have conversations... Well, originally, like... Again, so there was that period when I was like 15, 16, right? But then um, probably around 17 or 18, I kind of started diving into more philosophical ideas about uh, life and, and things like that. And, you know, again, I get more into the philosophy of things and, uh, you know, psychology. Um, and but, but when I connect with somebody on that wavelength, it's like, yeah, something is like happening right here. You yeah. Know what I mean? And I also, I feel like the more I'm aware of it, the more it happens. It's really crazy. Like in the past year or so after COVID, I did a lot of self-reflection during COVID, which sounds lame. No, it's amazing. I'm glad I did it because I'm a much better person now. Right. And yeah, I feel like once I notice like, oh, different people are kind of on different wavelengths and it might just be what people care about. Like if you care about philosophy and, and yeah. questioning the world, then, you know, you're on this wavelength. If you're not, I don't even know if wavelength is the right term, but you know what I mean? But now yeah. that I'm aware of that, I can like kind of spot those people and hang out with them, you know, over someone who's worried about how many Instagram likes they got. Yeah. No, no offense to 75% oh, yeah. of your listeners. No, no. And again, it's not, it's not that they value, like we value, you know, philosophy and they value Instagram likes, you know what I mean? They have different values. It's a, uh, it's yeah. a different thing. But anyways, uh, I think a, a solid word, you, you know, for the wavelength is it's interesting because, um, wavelength is almost, uh, it, it's, in that same sense, it's weird to say, but the term like vibe, the same vibe, <laughs> because vibe is short for vibration, obviously, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've learned from, you know, my experience in philosophy in general, but also it kind of does dive into the science of everything um, and, and simulation theory and quantum physics. I don't know if you get down into mm-hmm. the quantum stuff at all, yep. um, but it, in the end, you know, it's all vibration. It's all energy yeah. is basically what it comes wave down to. Wave or particle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wave or particle, but and it, it's been proven that it can go either way. You know, there's things that- Or are, both at the same that, time. Yeah, both at the <laughs> same time, right? Um, so, you know, stating that you're on the same wavelength is stating that you're on the same vibration. Like everything has a different vibration. Uh, different brains have different vibrations things like that so again is it the fact that we're on the same wavelength does that mean we're run by the same kind of code yeah yeah exactly we got the same yeah i mean learning code is trippy as hell because there's like when you're writing a script there's objects which are like ways that the program you know what what you use to tell the program what to do essentially so it's like if we are all a simulation and you have code overlap and you use the same objects which means Imagine like a dictionary, like each program kind of has its own dictionary, but within the program you can have two other programs that they use the same dictionary. I don't know. Oh, I'm just really? going off right now. No, no, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's, also, before I forget though, there's a movie that talks about exactly what you're saying. It's called Frequency and they, it's... No, Frequency is another word, yeah, for... Yeah, and it's essentially the plot of the movie is that they learned how to measure someone's frequency and that's depending, and that's basically like their kind of smartness for lack of a better term. Mm. I'm not smart enough to know the word to describe smartness. Intelligence. Intelligence. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, yeah, there's a way to balance that. And then there's a separate schools. So like people of a certain high frequency go to one school and the other one people don't oh, go. Wow. And then there's like a love story where the one guy has a lower frequency and every time he wants to be with a girl, 
the whole world starts going crazy because they're two separate frequencies. Like she's really high and he's on the lower side, but they're in love. And so yeah. the world starts falling apart every time together. It's really lame, but the concept is, is cool. Yeah. Well, you'd like to think that if people are smart enough, intelligent enough to figure out <laughs> frequencies, then they should be able to, to, sh to show that different frequencies, you know, actually sometimes complement each other. Mm. Um, but uh, that is a, that's an interesting, um, yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch it because the love <laughs> part just sounds awful yeah. to me. And it sounds like they made it, they yeah, ruined a perfectly that. fine concept by throwing yeah. it. Blech. 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 Anyways, um, but yeah, so uh, the dream aspect of it. Mm. Um, there's this film actually talked about with the car from the last episode um, that I watched recently. Called I just listened to that on the car ride here. <laughs> right, it's interesting, right? Um, oh, I don't remember what movie you said. Waking Life. Oh, was, okay, yeah, yeah. It was 2001. But in that, it's called Waking Life, right? And Again, it's like a series of podcasts, kind of. Um, you know, it's different conversations with different people, but it's one. It follows one character, and he finds himself in all these conversations, like sporadically. Mm. Uh, and you find out that he takes this view where it's almost they they dip into simulation theory a little bit, but they relate it more again into the idea of dreams. Like reality is just a dream, because um, this is something that I did want to bring up with you. Um, you know, DMT. The, mm -hmm. you know the drug that people do to escape yeah. the world and i wish i could do it that'd be amazing but i can't but dmt is also a, a, a chemical created in the brain right right yeah and, yeah uh, during sleep but also when you die you mm -hmm. get like an excess pump of it, it leaks like, out yep yep yeah for like eight minutes or something like that but they talk about in that that is enough to literally create such high fidelity simulations and synapses that happen in your brain to the point where it could you know again this could be right now they almost relate it in a way to, um, like, uh, what's that called? When you die and you come back to life. Reincarnation. Oh. Reincarnation, yeah. basically. They say that's kind of a different take on reincarnation because your brain literally creates another uh, whole life in For your you mind. to go live, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, that makes sense to me. Right. But in a, in a sense, it's also still a dream, you know? But what's the difference between dream and reality? Have you ever lucid dreamed? Uh, I have actually have a joke about lucid dreaming a bit, oh. um, but it's because I tried heroin while I was lucid dreaming one time, oh. <laughs> which was fun. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I think I used to actually I started keeping a dream journal when I was fourteen years old, I think maybe fifteen. But then my dreams just before they were like actually interesting. I feel like, mm. and now they and now they're just kind of like boring day to day things. Oh, mine are fucking insane still. It's really exhausting. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got chased by some ninjas last night. Oh yeah, you still working out? Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> it motivated me. Yeah, I I've I've lucid dream very to the point where it was insane. Like I, it was like I was fully there. I felt everything. I had the same thoughts. I was fully present. Like very, it doesn't last very long when I do it, but mm -hmm. well, that's what happens in waking life. Is basically he finds out that he just keeps waking up in these dreams, mm -hmm. and in the dreams, like it's cool. It's like a cool realization to have because he could like I can do anything. Yeah. But then he finds out he's like, well, what's the difference between this and like my real life? Like, how do I? Real life is shittier. <laughs> yeah. Or if well, again, so I mean, I guess the it's called waking life, right? So right. it's like waking up but still in a dream yeah. in, in a way life would be a dream life would be a dream do, 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 do. so yeah I've had some I mean yeah once I got to that point I feel like it wasn't even that long ago like maybe two or so years ago after lucid dreaming enough and just reading enough stuff and whatever I was just like 
oh yeah, I really can do whatever I want if I put my mind to it. As long as you're like cool with people and you, you know, are smart, you don't put yourself in dangerous situations, <laughs> you don't waste your time, you try to use your time more carefully, like you can really, it might take a bit, but you can get, I, I don't know, it really depends. Mm -hmm. You want to hear a crazy lucid dream story real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So when I had a complete mental breakdown after having this dream. I was 23, living in Austin, shortly after I started stand-up. Maybe that's part of why I <laughs> <laughs> opened up a bunch of doors. Yeah. I had a dream where I was lucid and I was on a train and the tr something like came and like crashed the train. It felt kind of like a... A mini plane flew into the train. I don't really know exactly what happened. Oh, really? It was crazy, yeah. yeah. And so the train was like kind of falling apart and everything. And I had felt that urge of you need to wake up, you need to wake up. Like, you know, fuck this, it's a dream. Mm -hmm. But there was a little girl there and there was like uh, the other people were kind of like, I can't remember to this day. I wrote about it and I said that the people disappeared. I still don't know if that's fully what happened. But there was, everyone was like, either they disappeared or they like, weren't really around. I mean, a, you know, in the dream, a train crashed. So everyone's freaking out. There's this little girl who was like scared to death. And it was like, it was like her parents had like either were injured or like away or something. And she was like standing there crying. And I was like, I can't like, it, it felt so real that I was like, if I wake up, if I I'm wake leaving. up, I'm abandoning this like little girl in this crazy situation that just happened. And I'm actually good in emergencies. So I was like, I should stay here. And <laughs> I have a very natural instinct when it comes to emergencies. And worst case scenario, you just wake up. Right, well, that's what I thought, but then it was like this weird moment where it was like my consciousness split. Hmm. That's the only way I can describe it. It was like I had two different versions of my own brain, like, communicating with each other. And, like, one the one version or whatever was like, you got to wake up. Like, you know, now is the time. You don't want to get, like, stuck here. Like, we got to wake up. And the other part of me is like, well, I can't leave. Like... This just happened. I need to help people. And it felt so fucking real that I guess, yeah, this part of me was like arguing. And then the other part of me was like, well, what the fuck? Like, if you, what if you, it felt like I was like going to miss a window to like wake up. Like it felt really weird. It was so crazy. Interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, so the other part of me was like, well, I got to wake up. Like, I'm not going to like miss this window. And what do I go in a coma? Like, I don't know what's happening. So I woke up and I had like a little bit of an argument of like my two, con everyone's gonna think right. I'm insane now, my two consciousness version. And the one was like, oh, you're just gonna leave me? And it was like, well, yeah, like what else am I supposed to do? And it was like, but I, I wrote a story, short story on it and I wanna write a whole book on it. But anyway, uh, yeah, and then I woke up and like, it was like the craziest feeling of like, I felt like I lost like a part of myself. Like I just like abandoned and it was like, bye. Oh, Especially after like such a real feeling that you had it there. It was such a real you feeling. Wake up, yeah. What I think is, I mean, it probably was like a certain part of you in, in there that was like debating that. But I mean, because I want to relate it to, you know, it's not insane for people to have arguments with themselves. You know, I'm yeah, conflicted true. all the time. You know, I don't want to work out, but fucking, you got to work <laughs> out, bro. I was like, yeah, but do I have to? And it's like, yeah, you should probably. But anyway, yeah, yeah. But it's like you don't want to leave these fake people behind. I but, know, yeah. But it's also probably I don't know how long ago you had that dream. Um. Five-ish years ago now. Okay, so you weren't, you weren't toying with the idea of the simulation as much back yeah. then. <laughs> and that definitely, that made me, like, think something's up. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, it felt so fucking real. Right. And I felt so guilty for a long time. I was like, I just left myself in a dream. Like, <laughs> I don't, and, this, and you know, I've seen Inception. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know. Dreams feel so real to me, too. Like, I've had dreams where I've, like, 
had babies and shit and like I wake up and I'm like okay did I just like abandon these babies <laughs> I don't know all right I sound insane now no dreaming no. is dreaming is wild so kind of getting back into simulations yeah. though so like where like how much does that play into your thought process nowadays especially mm. like so I guess what kind of grabbed you because obviously again like I said we've had you know we've all like thought about the idea of a simulation before mm -hmm. but what grabbed you recently that you know took you down a rabbit hole <laughs> Oh, just watching a bunch of stuff about it. I mean, I've heard a lot of arguments recently, like, for the fact that we're living in a simulation. Basically, if we have the, you know, computer power to do it, it now becomes, like, one in a billion chance that we're actually in base reality. Because once we have the computing power to make a simulation, that means that within the simulation, like that Rick and Morty episode, like, there can be simulations within the simulations. Mm -hmm. So if you make ten simulations, and then they all eventually make their own simulations, and it goes down and down and down, like... Then it yeah. becomes like a one in trillion chance that you're actually in a simulation. But the argument, the most recent argument from Neil deGrasse Tyson. DeGrasse. DeGrasse. He said that until we can make a realistic simulation, it's a 50-50 chance. But once we can do that, then it becomes like very rare that, or low chance that we're in that. So yeah, I've just been thinking about that. I mean, I definitely feel like something's up. And that's why i kind of been like investigating all these different theories. I mean, multiple... Um, realities layered on each other that kind of stuff multiverse i just bought a book on that last night yeah it just feels like something's up and mm. especially with the dream stuff it just feels really trippy mm -hmm. you know mushrooms like <laughs> psychedelics dmt like we yeah were talking about, you know I, I, i've heard i've read countless dmt stories i've never done it but that sounds insane especially with the whole people using like people seeing the same things when they're on their trips right well and so people seeing a lot of the same things are like noticing have you ever noticed um so i actually and, you know, brought some receipts, but there was a, uh, there was a tweet that was popular a while ago uh, on Twitter and there's a few, like it happens every once in a while, but it's the idea of like coincidences basically, mm. you know what I mean? And how that plays into everything. But somebody tweeted one time, it was like, am I the only one who's never seen neighbors bringing in groceries? And that tweet <laughs> like blew up because everyone's like, everyone, it's like the stupidest thing, but everyone's like, Yo, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. There was one I saw recently that was, it wasn't a tweet, it was, on, it was a Reddit thread where a girl was saying she, every time she left her apartment, she tracked, like, she would look around and, like, see what happens. She'd be like, three cars would drive by, like, four people would walk their dogs, oh, this wow. would happen, and it would all happen for, like, seven minutes, and then things calmed down, and she, like... I mean, it's Reddit. Who knows if it's real? But she was saying she, like, tracks it. And I keep meaning to do that, but I always forget. I just, like, <laughs> try to count, like, how many cars. But, yeah, she was, like, saying she tracked everything. And, like, everything that happened when she leaves her apartment, it was always, like, the same. Yeah. Like, these many people walk their dogs. Yeah. Well, and so, <laughs> it's funny. I was looking at Reddit for this topic as well. And uh, the the subreddit is called, like, Simulation Theory. Yeah, They yeah. actually locked it. Like, they closed. It's, not, it's no longer an active what? subreddit anymore. And the moderator of the subreddit put, like made a post. This it was like this sub is locked from here on out because you know there's too many people that are obviously just having psychotic breaks. Oh no! And it's becoming very like he, he got a message from somebody that was like, "Can you prove that this isn't a simulation, or else I'm gonna kill myself?" Basically. Oh, yeah. And so it kind of like went off the deep end, and that's another tricky part of the whole topic is that it's very, um, uh, you know, it, it can become obsessive. You know, yeah, it, it can... and I feel like that's why if if we are in a simulation and some people know, they wouldn't tell the whole general public because no one could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you been to um, Glitch in the Matrix? 
No, no. That's a good... Oh, my God. I've been looking at that Reddit thread. I haven't in a while, but I used to be obsessed with that one. Oh, really? It was good. It was just, like, weird things that happen, which I've had a couple of those. Like, just weird, like, the Matrix breaking kind of situations. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. No, it's fun. Um, but there was this one theory that I read, but it was this simulation theory, and it says, given the following highly likely propositions, one, human technology will advance to the point that it's capable of running high-fidelity mm-hmm. simulations. Two... The business model of these simulations will be advertising because subscription models don't work. And three, simulations will greatly outnumber genuine humans since they are cheap to run. It follows that you are probably a lifestyle brand installed in this world to influence the buying choices of the genuine humans. Uh, <laughs> wait. Everybody's just How could you wait, what is what do they mean by some people are like some people are robots? Is that what they're saying? Or? Yeah, basically. So there's like it's basically if you look at it as if it's a video game, right? Yeah. So maybe say there's like, you know, a thousand people that own the game, they're playing it. The rest of the entire world has to be populated around them. Like, yeah, non, non, what is it? NPCs. NPCs. Yeah, non-playable characters. I'm definitely not one. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then, <laughs> I know, you're repping Nike right now, do they? Yeah, I know, I'm definitely like a Nike advertisement. Before I, I uh, got this sweatshirt was when I actually had this idea and I saw that and I was like, I just wear like plain clothes all the time. I could be a real person. Yeah. But then again, if you were a real per- person, you probably would be susceptible yeah, to, to the, the advertisements. So you would... Yeah. But that's why I always... I don't know. I want to write a bit about it. I haven't yet, but I want to, like, I just see everybody as advertisements for the most part. I'm like, oh, you're this lifestyle brand. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I think that that's already happening with right. Instagram feeds and Facebook feeds. Like, you know, all the AI algorithms figure out what you are and what you want to be, and then they mm. input themselves into it. Yeah, yeah. The, the trajectory of that is, is uh, tricky, though. Scary. Because at some point, they're going to start just assuming what we want, as opposed to, like, collecting data and being like oh this is what they want they're gonna be like oh we know this person well enough to know what they want now and then just control the rest of your life but it's fine we don't have to like talk about it you know (laughs) just let it be yeah Yeah, i don't know i hate ads like i (laughs) I don't ever watch them what the hell is that tom it looks like a pop-up ad how did an ad get in here let's go to david at the network hub let me see what else I have on my notes. Okay. Have you seen the Elon Musk talking about it? I have not. I don't respect Elon Musk. <laughs> but I mean, you can... He's uh, an idiot. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he's an idiot. He's a very intelligent person. Yeah. What did, I mean, If you want to talk about what he what he, well, he, he was just saying, um, I mean, kind of what we already talked about, the whole uh, rate of improvement. Like, we had Pong 40 years ago. Now we have photorealistic video games that millions of people are playing all at the same time. Yeah. And... You know, the odds of base reality are one in billion. Civilization is... Oh, yeah. He was saying if... He was saying either we get to the point where we can make realistic simulations, and if we don't, that probably means we got extinct. So we should actually hope that we're... <laughs> he's so dark. But he's saying basically, like, if the rate of acceleration stops and we don't make a realistic simulation, then that means something happened. So Interesting. And, um, yeah, I wrote stuff about Rick and Morty. Facebook metaverse... Yeah, um, well, that's kind of the, where I I was, you know, to, I kind of get into the final portion of the, Mm, of the mm -hmm. topic is where it's kind of creeping into our society already, like with the VR headsets and everything. So um, crazy. It's, it's kind of a lot and there's a whole metaverse now. And I was talking about this with somebody the other day, like 
the NFTs and like crypto and things like that. What's NFT again? So it's a non-fungible token. I don't know much about mm-hmm. it to be honest, but it's basically like property that you own within the metaverse. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you just oh, own Jesus. it in the real verse, right? Yeah. In the real verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reality verse. The reality verse. The universe. Oh my uh, god, that hurts my brain. I know. But We're already too far now. <laughs> the reality is its own. I know. It's it's crazy. Um, and I I'd love to hear what you have more to say about it. But I also read this book. When I was in like sixth grade, it's like the Pendragon series that nobody else read. It sounds familiar, but yeah, it was like one kid in any. Wait, the Aragon ones or no? No, no, it was Pendragon. Yeah, Pendragon. It was again. Like I think I, I don't met. I don't think I've met anybody that's read those books besides me. But um, but it was like a big series, so there must be some other people, right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, but there was one he like. It was made specifically for you. Exactly, it it could be for my simulation to see if. I, you know, I'm a specific type of character or something, but they go, they visit this world where he's like, everything is like desolate. Like the buildings, it looked like there was a high tech, you know, society here. It's kind of crumbling. And he's like, where is everybody? And there's this big pyramid in the middle of the city. And he's like, oh, well, I'll just, I guess this is where I'll head. Mm-hmm. And he goes into the pyramid and he walks in and he sees that like, it's literally rows and rows of people just in simulations living out their wildest Oh, like sitting things. in a... Yeah, and they're, they, I mean, they have feeding tubes and shit. And like the Matrix. Yeah, basically, pretty much. Um, but they're not even using the energy for anything. Like, it's mm-hmm. not going toward, towards the world or, like, you know, generating resources or, or power. It's literally just them sitting in there deteriorating away because nobody wants to live in reality when yeah. they have that. Uh, like Ready Player One. Yeah, exactly. You read that? I have not, but movie. I know the, the concept. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, people don't like to live in reality now you see people walk down you know especially kids like i have a 10 year old sister and she is hooked on the ipad and Mm. she was playing roblox Mm. and they were like they have their little characters in there and she's obsessed with minecraft and Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah that's how she hangs out with her friends is they get into roblox and they have their avatars and they do (laughs) and she's like oh we went on this adventure here 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 and i'm like did you go outside (laughs) she's like no (laughs) no i sat on the couch for seven hours i'm like and like kids too, like they're in denial about it. Like they don't, they don't see that that being hooked on their iPad is like a bad thing, or that it's like, no, yeah. I guess it doesn't have to always be bad. But you know, like they don't see, they th- see it as normal now. Of like, right. oh, wake up, log in, wake up, log in. Like they see that as normal. So I could just imagine as generations go on, it's just gonna be, especially with like, and I feel like that's part of why climate change is so bad is because no one gives a fuck about the outdoors anymore. <laughs> like they're like, oh, okay, a bunch of trees burned down. There was flash flooding. That's fine as long as my bedroom is fine because I can put on my mm-hmm. headset and and then yeah, what's this metaverse? Is it? I was trying to. I didn't have enough time to research it much, but I'm assuming from what I've heard that they take all of your information from Facebook and Instagram and then they make your life already i don't know okay i haven't looked into it too much either um, yeah but it's definitely intense it's definitely God. scary but i uh, i would like to these conversations often get very um dark and uh, depressing yeah. um, but i would like to offer you know a different uh solution or a different view that's a little bit more optimistic on the whole thing because it's like yeah i think these kids are becoming very involved in in these simulations basically and i think the world is in general um, but I would like to think after COVID, especially, um, but you know, any other major events that will happen or, or do happen, kind of drive people to, you know, see the you know the reality that we live in. And I I think I was talking about with this Akash a little bit. 
But, you know, he was talking about how people are obsessed with their phones all the time and their attention spans are shorter. And I would agree, but I, again, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, maybe it drove half of people more towards the metaverse, but I think, you know, the other people, like, you oh, just, yeah. You, yeah, you told I would say you just said that, but I mean, I yeah. just listened to it as I drove Yeah, but I mean, you said it earlier, it's like through the pandemic, you did a lot of self reflection. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to think that it made, you know, a good amount of people better too yeah. in, in moving t- more towards a different direction. And another thing that you said you know, during this conversation was that, you know, the idea behind running the simulations is to see what we can withstand and what, you know, how we would mm-hmm. react as a society and say, we come up with those simulations and we run the same, you know, we, we use it as a tool to help us and all this technology and metaverse and all that crap. We use that as a tool to help us instead of getting too consumed in it. Mm, um, I hope so, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people want to help the world. Right. Also, real quick, shout out to Jake, because him and I talked for like two hours one night after an open mic about simulations, and he was saying that it's a good way to think because it kind of means that not, if we are in a simulation and you believe it, like it kind of makes it easier to like live life. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily agree. I mean, I guess that's a positive way. to. He, he was more positive about it. He right. was like, yeah, like if it is a simulation... Whatever, then. It doesn't really matter. It's like a, Keep the living. Yeah. You can't really change it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy because it's like, what is real? But what is real? <laughs> but what is real? Again, Kosh is like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what is this? How did I get where I am? Yeah, exactly. Why am I in a random guy's bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's something else, fuck, that I wanted to say. Oh, uh, what do you think of, like, because uh, I was talking about this at a party the other day, of, of your higher self playing you. Like you get, like, have you seen, you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Have you seen the, the when Morty plays himself <laughs> yeah. in the video game? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I would believe that. Of like your higher self is like nostalgic. And so you play a simulation of yourself, <laughs> like either when you were younger or in a different life. And that's kind of what dreaming is, is you're like playing a version of yourself in a completely different life. Yeah. I mean, no, that's possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I, I would, I don't know. If I believed in that idea, then I'd be really... Uh, Mad at yourself. Yeah, disappointed <laughs> at my higher Why'd self. Why'd you let me bomb again? Yeah. Or just making dumb decisions yeah. and things like that. Also, I was thinking about, like, if some people are, like, told that it's a simulation, that they can, like, hack into your simulation and fuck your life up. Yeah. It's like a possibility. Like, like, you make that. an enemy and then they, like get outside of it somehow and then they're like "Ooh, i'm gonna well that's basically what happens in that book uh where like it's a big pyramid mm-hmm. there's like a, a an outside factor that starts like affecting everybody's simulation to where it isn't going how they have wanted it to go oh, basically yeah and has nefarious fucking energy about it and, and yeah it's uh Maybe I'll read them. Probably not. Pen, it's Pen like Dragon? Are there dragons in it? There's no dragons. His what? name is his name is Bobby Pendragon. It sounds so familiar. Yeah. I was really into sci-fi and fantasy. Still am. Right. Well, maybe yeah. Maybe you would like it then. But it's like 13 books. But oh damn. Yeah, it's a lot. But uh, I was a big nerd back then, and I had nothing else to do. I didn't have any friends. You know, we're, we're, mm. we're comics. We no don't have friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, sad reality that we're living in. But it's also exciting because it means that nothing is real and nothing really matters you can kind of do what you want to do and that's again why i personally yeah (laughs) yeah well again that's why i personally like the psychology and um philosophy aspect of it more because even if it's not real if it doesn't matter you know things matter to us Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the consciousness kind of plays into it a little bit and again even if you don't have control over things that you do you do have judgments about them you have opinion Mm. uh, opinions about yourself and about others 
um, and you and you have feelings, um, which is a big. Those are crazy. Let's yeah, deal with weird. those. What are they? Are they? Wait, you have feelings? Where did they come from? <laughs> I don't get them. I don't know if I like them. Right. Uh, I've been rewatching It's Always Sunny, and uh, he like goes to church. He's like, I've been. I've been trying to feel again. Do you have anything for feelings? And then there's like Dr. Jones and he starts playing the bass for him. But anyways, the point being is, again, if it doesn't matter, focus on what does matter to us because things do matter to us. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important. That's all we can do. Yeah, it's really all we can do. Like Lipinski said, if it doesn't matter, it's like you still got to do it and uh, and keep moving forward. Yeah. And I like the idea of like once you kind of realize that the stupid bullshit doesn't matter, then you can kind of like build your life like it's a game. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm like trying to pick and choose what I like and what I want to have in my life. Cause I used to be a very big like people pleaser and kind of like I would do what other, you know, other people did and what I thought other people wanted to do. Like, and cause I don't really do that kind of stuff anymore of like, you know, let's go shopping. Let's go out to dinner. Like yeah. all that kind of stuff. I was kind of not to, again, I'm not judging people who do that, right, right. <laughs> but now I'm like, Oh no, I'd rather like go you're to just, a mic or yeah, read a book or whatever. You know yourself a little bit and your values exactly. a little bit. Just because you value going out to dinner, it doesn't mean I'm... Who am I to judge? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, what that, you enjoy doing. Right. Yeah, I would just... I'm just saying that I used to, yeah, kind of like try to fit into the mold exactly. of like what other people would do just because I desperately wanted friends, which never works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you really want friends, it's harder. No, right. I do. Well, it's funny. I was actually talking about this with George last night, but it was like the comic scene is so interesting to me because before I got here and started doing it, Throughout high school and throughout college, you realize those those cliques and those things that people conform to 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 be involved in a certain fraternity or you know a certain kind of brotherhood or mm-hmm. uh, group of people. And so it's like coming out to comedy is like, is it going to be like that? Am I going to try to conform to them? Yeah. But it's funny because I feel like all the comics are the same way. Where they're like, no, we came out here to not conform right. to anybody. So we kind of do it together. And in a way it is a group, but it's also just very supportive. And everybody's just like, yeah, be yourself, dude. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like it. Yeah, you can just be yourself, try stuff. Although people have said that we're clicky. Yeah, and I mean, there are like certain situations and I mean you know that's a different conversation but again I I feel more like I said I don't feel the same pressure I would feel there uh, as I have in previous Other, experiences with normies? yeah with normies yeah exactly <laughs> yeah also for the record I do like going out to dinner so if anyone wants to ask me out to dinner <laughs> I didn't mean it when I said that earlier <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I think that's <laughs> a that okay. Well, that's Wait, a I want to check my thing. notes. That's yeah. not sad. Yeah, that's not really sad. Fuck you. <laughs> um. Well, wait. I just want to make sure I got everything. Although this is your podcast, I shouldn't be controlling stuff. No, it's, it's your podcast. Nick. Oh, the Nick Bostrom thing. Do you know who he is? Mm. He's a philosopher. Recreating. Oh, he was. Oh, he was the one who talked about like recreating the neuro neurosynaptic thoughts. And the perception of free will. So basically, like the idea that if you if you can program a brain or get match a brain, you can give them the concept of free will yeah. in a simulation. So basically, everything we said doesn't matter. Yeah. There's free will, but it could also be programmed. Yeah. And oh, he was saying if we can't travel, it they were saying like the fact that we can't travel past the speed of light seems like a programming limit. Because like oh, in, a pro- wow. in a program, you can yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that is a good point. And then, oh yeah, the simulator makes their own simulation. I already said that. Yeah. I think I said most of this. What was that? Me- memorizing on days before simulation. Oh, oh, reminiscing. Yeah, they were saying like, <clears throat> this is what my boy Neil said. <laughs> Semi-sexist Neil. 
Someone sucks as Neil. He was saying uh, how with movies, most movies now aren't really, they're more about current times than older times, most mostly. And so if there's a simulation, it makes... If we start doing simulations, it would make sense that it would be in an, that the simulation, if we're in one, that it would be in the era of simulations because people are more likely, if, if there's any, you know, thing to show for what kind of movies everyone watches, then it's more like it makes sense that we would be in a simulation at the time where simulations are becoming a thing. That makes sense. Um, like cultural uh, reflection, yeah. like art uh, reflects life and life reflects art. Yeah, and how there's not a lot of movies of like Egyptian times. Like there are, but it's like there should be more. I, think I know, there be a yeah. Because I think it, yeah, the Egyptian all that stuff would be cool. But no yeah. one, li- yeah, no one likes to go far back before. Like the, I feel like m- movies nowadays, the the period pieces go back don't go much earlier than like the twenties, you know, or like thirties. Yeah, I agree. Which is when like you know was that when TVs started to come out or. <laughs> when did movies come? Movies were like 30s, 40s, right? Yeah. The first movies? Kind of. There was a big uh, pump uh, after World War Two, after the economy started mm. blooming again. Uh, there was a big era around that, that period, yeah. I think. I don't know too much about it, but that's just uh, something I think. I thought you wrote scripts. I did. You know I, I actually, script? like, if you had asked me that question maybe like two years ago, well, last year, then I probably wouldn't know the answer, but I don't know it anymore. Actually, even the beginning of this year. Anyways. All right. Well, cool. Um, thank you so much for coming out yeah. here and letting us just literally just shit out of our faces about. <laughs> yep. Now everyone's gonna think I'm insane. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. If anyone listens, <laughs> yeah. I'll plug it. It's I'm okay. Excited. I'm insane with you as well. I think most of us are insane. So yeah. That's how you gotta be to go on stage in front of strangers. Anyways, um, anything uh, shows to plug uh, mm. podcasts or like, now roasting now oh, on roasting. Instagram at now roasting monthly roast show where we get one Philly comic getting roasted by six to eight people depending on if anyone drops, <laughs> but it's a really good time. And then yeah, I don't know. I'm on a show uh, the first of December, St. Stephen's Green, and I'm hosting something at Jose Pistola's, like a queer and and People of Color show is the 17th. So I'm not welcome. Yeah. Okay. Only black people or gay people. So you can either do blackface or <laughs> go gay for a night. Well. <laughs> Pick your poison. I know which one I would choose. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm cool. curious which one you would rather well, do. We it all came down that, to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Would you rather? All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me. Did you make it? Are you alive? Are we here? I don't know. As you can tell, none of this is real. Anyways, thanks for listening. Follow Brandergram. Follow Now Roasting. Check her out. Come see us. Two Street, South House, Raven, any shows that I'll never get booked at. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Amen. Okay, bye. We are all